Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. Got another great topic coming at you today uh, with a plethora of some new faces, some familiar faces and uh, yeah, so we got a cool topic today. I want to talk about two things real quick. Make sure you're following the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast, new Instagram page, just to get that off my chest right now. And today's topic is... New hunters, something that we all talk about, something that we don't talk about enough, and something that we should be talking about more. So, without you know waiting any longer, let's. Uh, Carter, why don't you kick us off? Because I took your spot, dude. I can kick us off for sure. Great intro, man. Strong intro. Uh, new hunters, right? Everybody who hunts has been a new hunter, so it's like it's it's part of the 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 phase that you go through, and everybody's been there, and uh, everybody you know, is a part of that learning process in some form or fashion. And I would, I would assume that process doesn't always look the same for everybody. Um, and here I am, you know, a little bit, you know, more experienced. I'm, I'm pretty experienced at this point. Um, and I just made a rookie mistake that, uh, a new hunter could have easily made, um, when I was setting up my trail cameras this summer. So, uh, we were talking before, we push the record button here, but when I set up my trail cameras this summer to, uh, check, kind of take inventory for what bucks and deer I have running around the property here, put out my mineral shout out rat getter sense and, uh, set everything up. Nice, beautiful spot. Great transition area coming into a food plot from thick woods. And I set up two cameras over this beautiful little crossing over the mineral site. And I set one camera too high. And when I went and pulled, uh, trail cams. Yes. Yesterday. Um, I had 3000 pictures of about the top inch or two of antlers in velvet. That's all I could see. I couldn't see the rest of the deer. Couldn't see full antlers. Couldn't see bodies. Couldn't see does. Couldn't see anything else. It was, uh, miserable. That was a huge rookie mistake. I even did the, the classic, you know, stick behind the trail cam to point it down a little bit. Uh, I even did that, but you know, stick wasn't thick enough, I guess. You tried. I mean, at least you could admit that you made that mistake and I did. Yeah. Big time. I still got some good uh, pictures though. Got a couple, but that was pretty frustrating. Um, cause I was out of town for a month and I wanted to come back to, I had, I saw, I had like 4,000, 3,000 pictures and I was like, oh my gosh. And there's big deer on my property. And Cole, Cole can attest to that. I mean, we've, we've, we've seen them and, uh, I was stoked cause I passed on a lot of really nice eight pointers last year and, uh, we're going to have to reevaluate our trail cam situation tomorrow. So that's my tip. Pay attention to where the hell your trail cam's pointing. I like it. That's, that's a good tip, man. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie mistake. Well, now that Cole knows all about your deer, Cole, you want to go next for us and give us uh, your tip for today? Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think unlike most people, uh, especially part of the HLE team, uh, I'm, I'm still a, a new hunter. Um, I'm only in about my, Carter, what is this, my fourth season now getting into yes. hunting. So still super young and, and learning all about this. But I think one of the mistakes I made, and, and I'd like to preference that when I was introduced to hunting, it was just strictly, you know, uh, sitting in a stand going after whitetail up in the hills of Georgia. Um, so one thing 
that I, I think is a great tip, especially for new hunters, is uh, don't get roped into having all your gear being in camo. You know, if you're only using that gear for three or four months out of the year, uh, I mean, it's it's just going to sit away in a storage box. But if you buy some more neutral, I guess, colors that aren't camo, you can use it for so many other things. So I've kind of switched my gear layout to, to drift away a little bit from the camo patterns. And, and so some of my my shirts, my wickaways, my pants, you know, just neutral colors that I could wear year round, uh, especially without people. Uh, here in urban Greenville, South Carolina, giving me funny looks. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a really good tip uh, because I feel like the camo industries of the world, one, it makes gear more expensive uh, because they know people are going to buy it. And I feel like part of the the marketing industry behind camo is just geared towards getting humans to purchase camo, uh, not necessarily that that will lead to a more successful hunter or time in the woods. Uh, so it's kind of hilarious when you think about it. Um, and like, yeah, I mean your base layers, dude, I have camo base layers. How <laughs> stupid is that? What's the point? What's the point? That's so dumb. It's not it's dumb. really good. It is. dumb. I'm, I'm, I'm offended. I'm the guy that wears his sticker to fucking Applebee's to get a steak or something. <laughs> dude, dude, I don't at least come on Applebee's. New Jersey. We don't have one around here. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think that's good. Makes your shit more functional, right? If you can wear it, not just. Yeah, also just year-round purpose. Um, I mean, if you're already spending the money, you know, get get the most use out of it. You know, not just for those those few months uh, that you know you're sitting in the stand and whatnot. So uh, that's that's my Tuesday tip. I I say go neutral, get away from the camo, wear it year-round. That's it, man. Neutrals, neutrals in. Neutrals in year round. <laughs> I like it. Chelsea, you want to kick us off next with your your tip? Sure. Just let me pull it up here. Um, so my tip is more about if you don't have your own personal land, your family doesn't have land that you can hunt on, some of the things that you can look into, I guess, so don't be afraid to ask friends. Use the resources around you. I have a couple guys that I work with who have bought just acres and acres upon land, West Georgia, South Georgia, things like that, and just making it kind of a priority to have those conversations with those people. Um, you're building friendships with those people as well, talking about what you're into, how you want to get into something, um, I think particularly for females, um, aside from males, it's a little bit um, harder for us to ask permission to use somebody else's land just because a lot of people, the mindset right now anyways, and it's getting to be a little bit different, is that a lot of females don't know what they're doing when it comes to hunting. Normally, like I got into hunting through a significant other at the time, you know, but if you have that presence that you want to learn and you understand what you're doing, I think it goes a long way. Um, a lot of other things too, what people don't necessarily think of is uh, big cities, for instance. So in the state of Georgia, we have Atlanta, which is Fulton County, and they are a bow only county. You can't actually shoot deer with a rifle um, as far as I know anyways, but there is a hunting group that is pretty notorious in Atlanta for going door to door 
and literally asking people with bigger properties if they're able to shoot the bucks on their land. Um, and, you know, nine times out of 10, they'll probably get a no, but for the, some of the times they actually get a yes, right? So they are actually hunting bucks that are not being hunted by the public. They've been living for years and years and years, and they're huge bucks that are in Fulton County, huge bucks that are in Atlanta who have been just living off of the land. And so that's another opportunity to just go door to door. These huge farms, for instance, if you are interested in getting hunting and you want to go coyote hunting, for instance, if you live in a more rural area and you have a ton of farms around you, go and ask those farmers if you would, you could go hunting for coyotes on their farm. I promise you they are going to say yes. Um, it's more of a nuisance animal than anything, especially in the South. I know in the West it is as well. And um, that's just a good opportunity to get some hunting experience underneath your belt. If you are uncomfortable doing that by yourself, there's tons of groups out there, especially with the Hunt, Lift, Eat team, that you can reach out to any of us. Literally, we are nationwide. So if you wanted to reach out to our group and be like, hey, I live in Utah. I don't know where to start. I'd like to understand what I can do with public land. I would like to see if anyone would like to just take me and escort me and I would sit with them. Just getting that experience under your belt is a huge deal for sure. Yeah, you made some really good points there and asking for, you know, not going straight to deer hunting, but starting with something like coyotes or I've started with squirrels before. Um, and then once you build and establish that relationship, you can kind of maybe that'll work its way naturally up to, yeah, you know, if you want to put a stand up here or hey, does anybody hunt this property or anything like that? Because, um, you know, squirrels, farmers don't give a shit about, and uh, coyotes, they definitely want them gone, especially if they're running any type of livestock. Um, so that's a really good point. And, uh, yes, they shoot monster deer in Fulton County that are unreal, like over 200-inch whitetail every year. It's crazy. It's insane. Uh, I'm too <laughs> sensitive. My heart... Yeah, my heart can't handle going to ask 10 people for permission and them saying no. I just, I would just be sad. I'd just be sad. I can't do it. Um, but I'll go with you, Chelsea, if you, if you do the talking, I'll go with you. Well, it was crazy. So I used to work in the city of Roswell, which is also Fulton County, but it's North Fulton County. And when I worked night shift, it was amazing to me. Like we would go out and we would go to these I mean, really nice neighborhoods. Like they at least had like three acres, which is a lot of acreage for Fulton County. And I mean, you would just sit there in the neighborhood and you would see these monster bucks all, I mean, all the time. It was nuts. Just huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's, those are some really good tips. That's awesome. Yeah. I like them. Definitely don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid to use the public land. You know, that's uh, something that a lot of people forget. You know, a lot of people forget to take that first step and they always say, oh, you know, I don't have a place to hunt. And that's great information there to get some places to actually hunt underneath your belt and get started. Love it. Tim, what's up, man? You want to oh. you want to give us a nice Tuesday tip here? Sure. So biggest thing, new hunters, you think you're going to go in the woods and kill something every single time. Harsh reality unfortunately that's not the, pretty much the case to it i know when i first started hunting uh 
I always thought I was going to go in there and just kill something every single time. And I slowly started just come to the realization that that doesn't happen. There's going to be days you don't see it, nothing, not even a bird. And there's going to be other days you see 10, 20 deer or whatever animal you're trying to hunt that day. So if you wrap your mind around that mindset, it makes it a lot easier on you. That's why they call it hunting, not killing unfortunately because we all would love to go out and shoot some every single time doesn't happen that way if it does i need to go hunt with them <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely i didn't kill my first buck until i think my fourth year hunting yep same here. Six, six pointer i got him uh, up on the bookshelf over there and he's i mean he was a trophy at the time but you know it was nothing i would shoot anytime these days but i had to work really hard to to shoot that buck but since cole is on this uh on this podcast as well i'll go ahead and call him out the first time i took him hunting he shot a buck the first morning i believe it was a five or six pointer it was a nice deer and uh right uh jeff's property no jeff jeff's property was a a pretty wide spike um that that was numero uno that was numero uno Uh, yeah, we, we took a spike in the honey hole, but yeah, if, if we're going down this path, I've only progressed every year. So it's like it went from a spike to a four to a six. And then, uh, yeah, last year with that eight, who's uh, who's actually mounted here in my wall or in my yeah. office. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to point out that you killed two bucks in one day with me. Yep. Yeah. Your first year hunting. First year he hunting. just says it like, yeah, what big deal? What's up? <laughs> and I told him, I said, <laughs> I said, dude, this does not happen. I promise. And he made two great shots on both deer. And I was like, fuck, you like, you didn't even screw up. Like, this doesn't happen. <laughs> so you like basically ruined my, my day's coming. I, I know it is. Um, plenty of y'all have told me just to, to get ready for it. So I'm, I'm wildly prepared, I think. Uh, mentally, but also it's like when the time happens, I'm going to be kicking myself and feel like everyone's going to say it finally happened. Yeah, it happens, man. That's good advice, Tim. That's really good. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, it's funny you say that because we had an episode back here when I went turkey hunting called Manifesting Turkeys. And that was one of the coolest things because my mindset was so wrong for that whole trip. And then that last day, I changed my mindset up and I don't know how and why, but that turkey appeared that day. So, definitely completely true there heck yeah if you're gonna hunt you might as well be happy about it yeah definitely or you know at least there could be worse things you could be doing absolutely what about you bobby what you got for us so i'll close this out with my tip here it's a basic one but it's one that i strongly feel you know passionate about um being involved with pheasants forever here in our state and uh being a huge mentor for a lot of hunters i always say find a hunt find a mentor if you're looking to get hunt started hunting or find a mentorship group uh in new jersey we ha- we're fortunate enough to have the r3 program and we do a lot of youth hunts women hunts veteran hunts first time hunter events and these events are phenomenal for anybody looking to start hunting so if you're out there in a state that has one of those, I highly recommend you take advantage of it or just message anybody that you can rely on because I'll be honest with you. I don't know too many hunters that are stuck up and will say, no, get out of here. I'm never going to help you. I'm sure they're out there and those are guys you don't want to take advice from anyway because they're going to steer you wrong no matter what you do. <laughs> so reach out to somebody, give us a call, give us some, you know, just ask us the questions. We're always going to be there and definitely take advantage of any mentorship program that you can get involved with. 
Heck yeah. Does anybody have any closing thoughts on uh, some tips here? Carter's always got a ponder and a thought in his head. Dude, I'm always I'm a big ponderer, big ponderer. I mean, <clears throat> look, new hunters are like that's kind of become like my passion. That's like my favorite thing about hunting as I've progressed and gotten more experienced in in my, you know, I guess my my journey with with this awesome sport. Um, I lo- I don't like hunting alone. I like hunting with other folks, and I like hunting with people who have never been hunting or are you know, new to hunting even more so. And so like new hunters, that's, that's become like my favorite part about hunting, um, introducing it to other people and, and, you know, at being that person before and not having a lot of resources on hand. And then I had a couple really important individuals in my life kind of take me under their wing and, and teach me how to do it. And there's a learning curve for sure. And that's become my favorite part is being in the mentor role and introducing it to other folks. Like every, every hunt that I've had with Cole has been amazing. And now we've been out to Wyoming and we're going to Montana this year. And like, it's just the greatest thing in the world. So, um, yeah, new hunters, don't be afraid, ask for help, like reach out to anybody on the HLE team. Like that is, that is a wealth of knowledge right there. I'm, I'm constantly bugging everybody on the team for, you know, more knowledge. Cause there's always someone more expert than you for sure. That's all I got. Yeah. Good remark. And with that, I, before I break anything else in here, um, <laughs> I guess I'll take us out here. <laughs> so as always, we appreciate the hell out of all you listeners and uh, be sure to go follow hunt, lift, eat official and the hunt, lift, eat podcast, new Instagram. Uh, be sure to check us out. We'll be posting reels and videos on there of all our guests and upcoming guests coming out. So, Yeah. Thanks everyone for jumping on here.